Hello, Attactioneers. Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Morrow. And I'm your host, Isaac Jessen. Nailed it. You nailed it, bro. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. Great Taylor job. asked me if I had a witticism ready right before we started, and I did not. But I just came in with a good old, good old vanilla steadfast, you know? <laughs> nice. Foreshadowing there with the steadfast yeah. uh they'll, you, they'll find out later you're you're just bringing the right energy for this episode because today we're talking with good friend and uh basically jack of all trades crusher zane johnson zane t johnson by the way yeah. and the t does not stand for tiberius i asked him and it and it does not so in case you were wondering that's not yeah what it stands Zane, for. Zane the insane chain pain Johnson <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah. But has since ripped through his uh pro quest on old him eight and oh to get to the pro tour where he ripped through his opposition on Lexi. So really uh yeah. Really, like you said, a jack of all trade. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean he he's he's played chain, he's played prism, he's played Lexi. Maybe he just only plays the broken heroes and that's why he's so good. Played Viserai. Yeah, Viscera. You should play good heroes if you want to do anything <laughs> in this game. I'm slowly, slowly learning. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zane has has been on a real heater that's been building over the last uh, year plus. Uh, he's been on the testing team with us and has just been a real bud. And so it's it's been great to see him have such success. Um, in you know high level tournaments and stuff so zane got 17th at pro tour baltimore uh potentially if he wins his last round of cc he then maybe makes it into the top cut or at least in the top 16 so a little bit more money but he's got that pti now so he can keep his uh professional career uh going well the way it broke he did lose his winning in one to one yeah um or one to nothing i guess in yeah. the end <laughs> but right. uh yeah big shout out to a very skilled player and uh had his day or almost had his day and hopefully we'll have many more in the future he totally will he's a great player great person we do have a couple bits of news here as probably everybody knows the band and suspended announcement happened and uh no surprise no changes in cc huge surprise drone of brutality of all things <laughs> is back in blitz awesome old him <laughs> uh ll's drone is back i'm not sure if this is actually going to have any effect on the format because it is a lightning fast format with very little health but i don't know if somehow somebody makes a fatigue deck without old him yeah it's called uh, drone will be in there yeah where you just yeah. go kadachi drone for seven goes to the bottom of your deck yep be awesome so I don't know. I remember I used to run drone in Kasai because you could go like sword, you know, drone, and then you just get yeah. that for later or whatever, you know, or you can like give it go again with a quicken token with a flock or some crazy bullshit we used to do back in the day. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I wish I hadn't thrown all of my drones away, but whatever, I guess. Did you really? Yeah, totally. I was like, that was like the first <laughs> banned card. And I was like, well, I guess these are worthless now. And nice. uh, I think I just Fire threw them in the trash. Yeah. 
because <laughs> like why why keep them so uh, in in other news dusk till dawn has been spoiled a little bit so uh we talk about it a bit in this podcast later in our interview and we're going to be doing a reaction step with our main man colin uh later this month so if you want to know how we truly feel about it uh we'll get more into it later and also even more in depth on the reaction step. So check out the YouTube page for that. Yep. And Monarch has been announced as it will be the draft format for uh, the release of Dusk Till Dawn as well as Road to Nats. And Taylor, you have written here as well as Nationals. Is that confirmed? It's confirmed for Nationals, not Road to Nats. So it's still Outsiders draft for Road to Nats, but uh, pre-release for slash release for dusk till dawn will be monarch and then the nationals uh events will be monarch draft which i'm really excited for it's one of my favorite sets of all time and it's a great draft set as well uh there's there's a lot going on every hero is really viable which is really fun at worlds we did a monarch draft one of the nights and i 3 0 that baby as chain which was pretty great so and we'll be having as we get closer to nationals me and isaac will be dipping back into our old notes and thoughts and revisiting that format so we'll give you the the lowdown of what you need to know so you can 3 0 your draft pods like i do on your uh chain deck so look for that in the future sounds good um i wanted to shout out uh first of all mike and jesse um attack action podcast steadfast love those guys hung out at the pro tour hung out with a lot of people met a lot of people it was all great but um you know those guys in particular it's been a long time coming of course i've met jesse before but um yeah just really great to hang out over there two top attactioneers mike popovich and jesse harper the ip5 cocktails guy and the ice lexi talishar guy so awesome awesome dudes huge shout out for me to mara from blackwing studios uh world-class altruist and world-class drill my player getting uh the runner-up spot at pro tour just uh amazing and i believe isaac that in our uh pre pro tour episode my prediction was that a specialist was going to win the tournament and we definitely saw two specialists in the finals with mara on dromai and michael fang on old him he has just been grinding eeyore old him uh for a very long time now and uh was rewarded with a top finish at the pro tour so also shout out to to michael fang just like incredible stories uh probably one of the best pro tours in terms of like amazing stories gameplay etc like it just was a really fun at home experience uh last weekend or or whenever it was so blammo michael fang is a really really a great human being and we couldn't have asked for a better person to win the event so yeah 
Great job, Michael Fang. He's such a sweetie too. Like on Twitter, he's like, now as a pro tour winner, my job, I feel like, or my responsibility is to like get more people into the game and just be an ambassador for it and that sort of thing. And I'm just like, that's just so great that that's how you now feel. And I commend you a hundred percent. Um, so great. Great guy. Um, my last shout out here is to, there were a lot of very cool decks that people innovated on a lot of wild stuff showed up dash won the calling. Um, but I just wanted to shout out, uh, the card advantage guys pop aided the calling with a, uh, sand scour, great bow azalea yeah. list. That's, uh, you know, kind of wild and wonky and they give up the death dealer, um, draw for like a new horizon setup and sand scour aim counter, um, kind of build that does, you know, weird, like you can play knock, um, and not have to burn a card to arsenal. Cause you can sand scour the card in, um, without dominate. But anyway, it just does some like, uh, alternative azalea things that are very cool so congratulations for them brewing that up finding it and then honing it and performing well with it very cool performance that's so cool yeah i uh watched that deck tech and it's very cool sand scour great bow is my favorite bow uh for sure since that came out i had a lot of fun tinkering around with that deck and then ultimately decided that ranger uh is hard and <laughs> And uh, I was too busy with basketball to put in more time into that. So that was very cool. Uh, Last thing here before we get into our wonderful interview with Zane is just plugging all of the stuff we've been doing as the Attack Action Podcast. So obviously we have our podcast, which is free. Uh, So go check out all of the backlog stuff. We got a lot of Monarch spoilers and stuff and uh, thoughts about Monarch uh, in the backlog. So if you want to get some kind of takes on that, that's in there, uh, as well as me and Colin have been doing lore readings. So the story of flesh and blood, we've started that. So we have just Bravo's story out right now. Um, but Colin is, uh, going to do Dorinthia here very soon and uh, that's a special moment for him to kind of come to terms with uh, Dorinthia as a person and a character in the game. He and her have a lot of uh, history and animosity. So this will be a great chance for him to come to an understanding by reading her story to you, the listener. Uh, so that's awesome. We also have a Patreon exclusive podcast, the Time Snap podcast, where we pop a time snap potion, gain an extra action point and have plenty of time to talk about all things, not flesh and blood. Um, so we've done one on, uh, Thor comics, uh, fantasy novels. And Isaac just most recently did a time snap episode on prescribed burns, which was very, uh, informative and intriguing. So, if you're a Patreon, you get access to that. So basically, we're putting out four episodes a month. And if you are part of the patron, that's $1 per episode at that bottom tier for $4 a month. And so basically, you're, you're, you're getting 50 cents per hour of listening time is kind of how that breaks down. So super affordable, and it means a lot to us. It helps us kind of uh, 
keep this thing going and you get access to the discord with uh some of the greatest people uh in the flesh and blood community so it's it's really really awesome and we appreciate it so check out all that stuff that's it i think great pitch that's a great way to break it down um so without further ado here's our interview with the one and only zane johnson All right, here we are with Zane. What's up, Zane? Hey, guys. Good to be here. Welcome. We're, we're so happy to have you, bro. Like, you're absolutely one of my favorite people. And I would tell you this outside of the podcast when we're not recording. Uh, so glad, you glad have, you're here. I think you have done that. So I appreciate that you're saying it also on the podcast. Oh, yeah, publicly. There you go. Yeah. I've That's done something I... noteworthy enough to make it here, so I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, it's well, called friendship. <laughs> Zane, yeah, and nothing to do with my my PT performance. Yeah, Zane just had an insane run at the Pro Tour Baltimore, but you have been beating me in events since the beginning of time. So <laughs> we've always known what a skilled player you are, but recently, um, you know, made made the news with it. Yeah, almost made the big news, but we'll take we'll take our PTI and and a strong run. My draft yeah. let me down a little bit, but yeah, felt good with the deck. Yeah, awesome. uh, we'll walk through your run, but congratulations anyway. I know these events are so tough because you have to be very skilled, very prepared, and kind of have a favored path. Yeah, all line up. Which makes it, you know, I mean, not to take away from any players from winning because the, obviously the players that keep winning are um, based on their personal ability, but it's just tough um, to have everything line up just right for you. Totally. A lot has to go your way. You can be like Yuki, for example, plays four Oldhams in CC on day one. Like that's a winnable matchup, but, you know, that's just not, that's not what you want to see, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. I didn't play a single Oldham the whole event. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff away. I definitely had a lot of good breaks, um, but was just missing one or two in the last last day. Hell yeah! Uh, so anybody who's been listening to the podcast previous episode, uh, we talked. Me and Isaac did about uh, what was going to happen at the Pro Tour, etc. But mainly, one of the big talking points was y'all staying together and creating that dynamic sleeping pod where Isaac's the big spoon and then you guys just perform really well in the tournament. So how was the cool house you all stayed at? How much fun was that? Well, not to air out the group chat, but Isaac specifically requested a single bed this time. (sighs) Well, and his performance shows... The Airbnb was actually really cool, though. Um, we had exactly eight, so we had enough for draft. Um, although I don't know if we ever did a draft with that exact eight, but we, you know, we always had enough people when if we could get like one or two more. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was funny. It's like an old Baltimore house, right? So it's kind of like uh, I don't know, not even anymore. <laughs> like you get out of bed and go to walk down the stairs, and the stairs are all slanted downhill off the third floor, you know, and <laughs> 
smaller than to code and you know he's just... not he's not lying it, it was like <laughs> I, I walk into the airbnb and i set my luggage down like next to the wall and it just slowly rolled to the middle of the room <laughs> <laughs> that's like my house <laughs> yeah. but it was a very like charming like three-story old baltimore house i liked it yeah it was and, great and the like after hours vibe was like psh, day one's over let's freaking draft this box right now that's what yes. y'all were getting up to that's the dream yeah. yeah it was great we were playing yes. games till one in the one two in the morning every night even with like big stakes games the next day we were playing bento box with oliver we were playing draft cc oh yeah tell me about the bento box how fun is that so the bento box was incredible I, I i built it and like had brought it with me and was like hoping to find katsu sleeves because i wanted to sleeve it in katsu sleeves but basically, I got in Wednesday morning and Oliver picked me up because he was there early to see his friend. And we played bento box for like six hours <laughs> that day. Like I had like no sleep. It took a red eye flight over. was like expecting to like want a nap. No, we just no. played quilt draft and sealed bento box. It's such a good resource to learn ninja. Like I felt I felt so much more comfortable playing Katsu in the That's draft cool. after playing bento box. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't nice. know... Uh, the OK and Y podcast. Shout out to episode something when we had them on. Uh, Oliver, who's the O in the OK and Y, and Yichen, who's the Y. Yeah, <laughs> they they put together this basically this cube of what is it like ninety cards, hundred eighty cards? Yeah, it's a it's a ninety card cube. Yeah, and it's and it's ninja only, so it's like all of these, and they're doing all of these uh, cool alternative ways to draft like for uh 1v1 drafts and that sort of thing so go check it out on their youtube page they walk you through how to do all of these cool drafts and it's very cheap to build there's nothing there's no like expensive cards in the whole thing so it's probably cards most people would have it's like not even the strong cards which is part of the the charm nice that's cool that it's good training for drafting ninja i'm glad that lined up because as somebody who doesn't play ninja um drafting it's fine but i'm mm -hmm. not like like you have to remember stuff like uh when you play bonds how many copies of this card in my yep. graveyard do i have in my draft deck that i just made you know and stuff like that that might be kind of like natural to a, a ninja player yeah you really take notes when you do your katsu trigger yeah <laughs> go fetch your bonds <laughs> you're like all right wait how many one two punch are in here <laughs> that's like uh playing pokemon tcg you like go fetch your basic pokemon and you're like okay how many trainers do i have in here how many energies etc you try to make a mental note of that because <laughs> you're you got to know anyway shout out to pokemon tcg actually they don't need a shout out they're doing just fine they're doing fine <laughs> uh i also before we get into the tournament i'm just mostly interested in the the uh, outside of the tournament hangs because I missed all of those. So mm -hmm. did you all get food? Did you go out? Best bar, best meal, et cetera. Mm. We, we did short answer. We, we went to, <laughs> <laughs> we went to a few like quite good places. I think Isaac was present for most of them, but there was a couple times that Isaac was, was didn't want to be slowed by the, the glacial pace of the group sometimes <laughs> which which was a, a reasonable choice um there was a ramen place 
uh, very close to the venue that we actually went to twice. That was very good. I think like half the players at the event probably went to that ramen place. Like mm. it was just full of fab players. Um, but yeah, we went to a, a Lebanese restaurant that was very good on the first night. I don't know. The food was impressive. Like the, nice. the, the neighborhood we were in in Baltimore was really cool. Um, we didn't go to any bars, unfortunately. There was like a night that we like were going to, and then everyone just kind of was like looking around, like mm, we're pretty tired. So then we just went back and played CC for like three hours instead. <laughs> Gamers, but, yeah, with a Z. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of bad because I feel like on these trips, I'm always like mentally worn out. I think I'm just less less good at playing this game in marathon style than you guys because every night like like we draft and my brain's just kind of mush you know and i do like pretty poorly and then i go one and one and then like go to bed you know and everybody else is like psych playing bento box at 1 30 in the morning you know and i'm like uh i think leading up to that um trip though i i went to class i was in class till 10 p.m at night wednesday night and then i drove to sacramento and then flew out at like five in the morning thursday morning so i didn't sleep the whole night and then i got there and then i did sleep thursday night which was fortunate but that was kind of like a setup to Mm -hmm. be tired especially after playing um in a major tournament um following that shortly but i did want to say i dude i was psyched to hang out with the group i enjoyed getting ramen and doing all that stuff um one time though i i finished playing all day and i was just starving you know from eating like two bars in the whatever <laughs> 10 hours so i just went by myself and got a roll at the nearest place i found <laughs> just one yeah. roll one dinner roll well then we went out to uh no like a sushi roll oh okay that makes more sense <laughs> yes one fluffy bread roll please <laughs> <Yeah>. no butter <laughs> yeah. um and then another night I hung out with uh shout out to Mike Popovich Woo. of the famous Popovich fab themed cocktails. <laughs> IP5. IP5. Yep. And um Jesse, of course, steadfast uh fab. Um Talishar Lexi man. Yeah, um, je- recently featured on Three Floating oh, famously nice. with Tao Tao in the background, which was also fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah one night i went out with them to get seafood and um we tried to go to like a, a fancy bar it was like a bar that i was like this is gonna have an unmarked door somewhere right like joking but then it was it was like under a red light in <laughs> an unmarked door and she goes mm, yes we have an hour and a half wait can i get your number <laughs> and that Jesus. was our experience with that so we went to uh, instead like a bistro bar <laughs> not a a uh not a real secret place if there's a waiting list (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny Um, but baltimore is really cool is like of course for us west coasters it's a lot of brick because they don't have earthquakes obviously and there's a whole inner harbor area so it's really pretty and i'm really nice to like walk around the harbor and just um you know I didn't go anywhere else except the inner harbor area, but that area was really, really That's enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, get... Oh, go ahead, Zane. <laughs> we, we got really lucky. We had a, we had a coffee shop, like a block from our house. Oh, actually really good and had, That's... had food as well. That's the move. Yeah. I've never been to a city with like a true haba before, <laughs> you know? So that would have been 
cool to see some longshoremen at work, mm. you know, seeing the sights. <laughs> Literally, mostly besides playing fab, we sat around and watched longshoremen. All put on your wool sweaters <laughs> and grabbed your corn cob pipes. And it's the perfect ambiance for Bento Box. <laughs> Bento Box travels well, too. Uh, cool. Oh, God, I'm so jealous. I'm going <sighs> to. This next year, we're going to travel more. I won't have to go to like 400 weddings this year and use all of my vacation time for that, which I'm happy to do. I love everybody who I'm going to their wedding. I appreciate you're getting married. It's very beautiful. Um, but I'm tired of crying at everybody's wedding. I'll tell you what. Don't, but don't do it this time next year. Don't do what? Go to a wedding? Don't, don't get married because oh. you're going to Pro Tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You're just telling everybody. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Okay. Sweet. You heard it here first. Zane told you. Don't get married. Mm-hmm. Anyway. How do we segue out of that? Dusk till dawn. Yes. Is how you're going to spend all of your time with your spouse. We got spoilers. We did. Kind of. How do we feel? Zane, you're famously a prism player. I wouldn't say you're a prism simp. You're more <laughs> of like a Reinar simp, but uh, how do you feel? It's funny. I thought you were going to ask me because I'm a chain guy, but I guess I did play prism enough now that I've changed my association i think um, so yeah wow i don't have to think about that <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i do love prism i love the the intricate game plans you have to kind of do with prism um i'm interested to see the life total thing which kind of seems to go hand in hand with ward um <clears throat> yeah i don't know i i'm glad that it is prism again and then i'm also in the same way kind of glad it's not chain again like i think it's cool to kind of like roll them back slowly um but yeah, i mean the art looks cool it's very anime um as people have said it like doesn't look like traditional fab art but it it does look really cool it's very prism um, i'm excited to see the heralds as angels um we've now seen two of them assuming soraya and Bologna are the heralds that we know from Wartoon herald and herald of erudition mm-hmm so I'm curious to see if we get the whole cycle. It seems like we will based on the Marvel count. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it's I think it's cool that they're bringing back a living legend hero. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how... Uh, I mean, Luminaris was such an integral part of Prism's game plan. And she has all these auras that can't attack on their own and don't block and have Spectra, which they said they're trying to move away from. So we'll see how many of the prism mechanics they're just kind of ditching mm-hmm. versus how much they're going to incorporate like the old illusionist and light illusionist cards into her new play style. I mean, I would think that they would, I was thinking that they would leave it behind a little bit and move in a different direction, but because it's prism again, it kind of seems like they're maybe they won't. And the lower life total, I mean, 32 and CC is like Kano style. So mm. maybe, well, maybe um, her auras, et cetera, will still be playable in some fashion, but will be, you know, she'll be a bit more fragile to, you know, make up for that. Well, doesn't, so now we know adult prism, new prism has a different title than right. young prism. So they could be 
in know, theory, better. completely different heroes with different abilities, mm. different intellect, and different health totals. So mm. uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one. What I'm wondering too is like how many different things are there you can do with soul? Like, is she still going to have soul cards and that's going to be part of the thing? And, uh, you know, are we going to put like banish two cards or once you have three cards trigger this ability, if you pay one resource or something like that, you know, is there anything like more exciting we can do with that kind of zone, I guess. You're not excited to play Celestial Cataclysm 7 Go again? <laughs> no, I am. I love that card. Yeah, you know? Okay. I just don't. I've never been into Illusionist, period. That's just like that and basically Ninja have been kind of the classes I've played the least for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, Prism didn't excite me when I first saw her, but the play pattern with the, the blue auras is, is very interesting and it's obviously very powerful and it's probably was too powerful i think i think the there's one too many blue auras um just the critical mass was too much but he's yeah. bending you mean that one too many uh, i think shimmers is actually the <laughs> egregious one it, it, right. it's funny you you can tell what hero people play by which aura they complain about um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think it's haze or shimmers i think one of those is probably too much but yeah well yeah we'll see what what the new hero does because if without luminaris i don't know if those auras are still as good as we think they are yeah we're gonna I, get a like a new orb i guess we're getting a new weapon how many new weapons i don't know yeah they've i mean really, iris is still around yeah and they've really been toning it back on more powerful majestic weapons too so i don't know I if can't we'll imagine see that why <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that Luminaris is Prism's weapon at Majestic, whereas like Rosetta is Briar's weapon at Common. Like, I think is Rosetta's Voltaire or Shiver it's Lexi's Voltaire. weapon? It's Voltaire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Chain is weird too, where like his yeah. is Galaxy Black, where like but not Dread Scythe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then Leviathan is Hexagore. So I, it, there is, yeah, inconsistency with Majestic versus Token. Yeah. Right. Um, I do agree with you in that, like, I've I've never been drawn, like, I don't really like the salon and flavor, and I was never really drawn to Prism, but I think I get more and more intrigued, like, I'll probably play the new Prism, just because in this game, I've started as the power level's gone up, and, like, more broken eras have happened, I've just been drawn to heroes that encourage more interaction. Yeah. Right, so it's like, any of these heroes, like, dromai or icelander or kano i would argue like encourages a lot of interaction from your opponent um <laughs> kano is very uninteractive it is for you oh, as I did, kano I disagree but for Eesh. me sitting here watching you do math i just sit here and then you're like and then here's some damage and then here's some damage and then here's some damage are yeah, you dead but i'm like very fragile and i'm very strategically attacking your resource curve and you are very strategically deciding how to manage your resources and hinder me and also like present enough threat. I I super disagree. You're interacting right. with the threat of Kano yeah. more than you are interacting with Kano, which yeah. it is interactive in a way, but I, I understand yeah. the feeling of like powerless too. It's yeah. definitely if having played Kano, it's definitely more on you for the interactivity 
part for a lot of your matchups versus playing against Kano, you know? Okay. Well, regardless, I've just found that like, I'm really drawn to Dromai or these, these heroes that make for a longer, more interactive game. Mm-hmm. So if prism, you know, continues in that, um, you know, in that vein of illusionist strategy, I think I probably will be playing it. Um, just cause otherwise, you know, if you're playing the five mirror, it's not the game I want to be playing. So yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. Uh, so my probably my new favorite hero, Vincent, is now here. <laughs> you have had <laughs> Icelander to Azuri. I swear, every season. Okay, <laughs> I would have less favorite heroes if they weren't just making straight up bangers all the time. Okay, and I don't think I love Azuri more than Arachne. It's just like a better hero, but it. <laughs> You know, the name of my deck is Arachne Cosplay, and I'm just playing Azuri. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Arachne is so cool. But yeah, because you have a hero ability. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Arachne has a hero ability. Okay. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's like okay. <laughs> it's it's maybe the most fun hero ability. It totally it's, is. It's not the most powerful, but it's fun. I love saying, looking at that card and going, oh yeah, fucking bottom that thing. <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Put that horse shit to the bottom. <laughs> Get it out of here. Uh, so yeah, Vincent, like super dope art. It's now the like uh, background on my phone, which is pretty nuts, you know, for the nice. people at home. You can't see it, but. Uh, or the high school students, they're like, what the. <laughs> yeah, they don't look at my phone. They're looking no. at their own phones. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we don't need to get into my depression over teaching modern day high school students. Mm. Oh, sorry. Uh, that was triggering. <laughs> so then, so shadow rune blade and I have all of these shadow rune blade cards. I just thumbed through the other day, like dusted them off. Like very soon, my pretties very soon. Uh, how are we going to get these cards into the banish zone to play them? I think she's going to make shackles. I think she's going to damage herself and make shackles is my Ooh, theory based that, on the art. That's cool. Yeah. And she'll have 50 health. That'd be interesting. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's going to either be like interacting with dealing arcane or damaging herself or some combination therein that will like create the shackles as opposed uh, to just having one for free every turn. Yeah. I was wondering if there was going to be some sort of like, uh, extra cost to banishing cards or some sort of so like we see a lot of I don't know if this is a precursor for this but uh, attacks or non-attacks being pitched in Runeblade mm-hmm. recently has been the design space so I don't know if she's going to have something with that or um, you know maybe she has like soul reaping on a stick you know what I mean like banish a card from hand to do something you know i don't know yeah that's that's an interesting idea because then if you make a shackle every time you pitch an attack and a non-attack in a turn it would do a similar thing but kind of like nerf her earlier turns um i don't know i mean we all learned that uh card advantage and go again on a stick was too much so yeah. how are you going to get these cards? How are you going to get card advantage 
uh, and have it be, you know, at a reasonable cost. Right. Or like every time you deal arcane damage, banish the top card of your deck, who knows, you know, Mm -hmm. it could also be an investment thing, right? Like you play cards and you can put cards into your banish zone, like from hand or from arsenal or, you know what I mean? It could not be random. It could be like an investment later. And we all learned from Bolton that costing a whole extra card to do nothing in a turn is it's not that great but (laughs) (laughs) totally it's the i can't think of how i and this is why i'm not a game designer you know what i mean on how to get those blood deck cards you can play from banish into your banish zone you know Mm -hmm. and there's probably like a simple elegant way they've figured it out but could be uh, off the bottom of your deck so then you pitch something to set it up and the next turn you grab the thing you pitched but that so it's like if she makes soul shackles then those come off the top of your deck you know what i mean Mm. so who knows it could be like a pitch two or like pay one deal yourself a damage create a soul shackle you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like zane kind of said that could be a thing and seeds of agony is legal again which is cool it is cool (sighs) <sighs> I'm trying not to get PTSD from the announcement of this new hero, but <laughs> it was a dark era for us non-chain players. Okay, quick note, <laughs> quick note on the chain thing. When at the, at the end of the at, at the end of Chain's life cycle, the problem card was Belittle, and I think mm. without Belittle, that hero is like strong but not yeah. oppressive. And he even mm. was like even at Pro Tour, he wasn't like oppressive. He won it, but um, he was very strong. But yeah. Little well, the, the other strong heroes were Prism and Starvo, so. Yep. And Kano, lest we forget. And Kano. Totally. I miss Chain. I'm not even going to lie. I miss Chain, too. It's freaking great. I, I don't. My favorite thing about this Pro Tour was that, and people fucking scream at me about Codex or whatever, but I felt like none of, there was not like a broken hero. Yeah. And you can high roll with Lexi for sure, but like, yeah. It felt like every hero just has its strengths and weaknesses and everybody was playing a different one. And there were, there's different viable heroes for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, you know, you're not like facing, you know, uh monarch chain or Starvo or like, you know, even prism or whatever is like seemed more, more fair. I mean, again, I know there's codex and stuff, but it, it old him one, you know, <laughs> Totally. And the, and the, this is a great, great job. Great segue into the tournament. I think this is probably one of the best metas to play in uh, ever, you know, and Isaac, me and you have been playing since Crucible of War, right? Which is like the, the greatest, maybe the greatest time, one of the greatest times, which it totally was. Yeah, and this feels very... <laughs> That's a joke, everybody. Isaac knows it was an expandable set. So we drafted it. That don't add him. <laughs> I know. I was going to get there. <laughs> Go listen to episode three or whatever. Uh, or not. That's yeah, it. probably not. Uh, it's so fun to play in this meta. And it's still super early in the meta. Like Road to Nat season, I think, is going to be freaking sweet. Because it's like 
okay, we have a bit more of an established meta, like how else can we attack this? And then my last caveat to this is I am fatigued by old him emotionally. Mm-hmm. He's just been here for so, and Guardian <clears throat> has been here for so long. I'm so tired. Yeah, he was the best deck in Aria, came to find out, and he's still here kicking our asses. <sighs> just around. Doing he just old moves at a slow pace, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, though, Zane. Zane won his uh, pro quest 8-0 on old him. Yeah. Smashing faces. What did you play, like, eight old him mirrors or something also? <laughs> uh, on the weekend, I played... So it was a Saturday and Sunday PQs. And on the weekend, I played eight guardian mirrors. Um, but on the, the pro quest I won, I, I played five. And I was 8-0 on the weekend in Guardian Mirrors. And then I just like dropped Guardian. <laughs> like I don't even like playing Guardian that much. <laughs> so what's also Not funny <laughs> what's also funny about that is so Zane has been a part of the testing team uh for a number of seasons now. Uh and then you can see he he drops us dead weight and does very good at the Pro Tour. So it's totally fine. Great job, Zane. Way to make a the right move. Uh but <laughs> every new meta zane would be like agro bravo agro bravo would probably do pretty good right now like we'll just get some big attacks we'll pummel them it'll be great it's great and whenever it, well then this is the thing is that you were just like well what if i agro bravo but dress up as old him and i have ice react mm-hmm. let's just do it that way and yep, then yep. profit exactly that was my plan for worlds that was my plan for pq season and sure enough yeah i mean ice react in channel lake frigid is a is a pretty good reason to play olden yeah it's insane because channel lake isn't even like part of your primary game plan but when it's online it's so good yeah it's so good when it's good and against some decks that are trying to set up end games you just put it on the bottom and like i'm gonna see it first because i have crown it's pretty good against Dromai because when you're like at the mm-hmm. end game kicking the shit out of them and then they play Channel Lake. <clears throat> yeah, nice sand cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into, I guess, your y'all's tournament report. Um, Isaac, I haven't actually really talked to you yet about this. So how did the CC portion day one go for you? Oh, I'll start because I had the strongest showing at the tournament. <laughs> um, I uh, terribly, really <laughs> awful. I uh, I showed up. I felt kind of like washed up because my deck's outdated. You know, I had like been playing in the meta or whatever. I mean, my deck has good <clears throat> fundamentals and I know how to play it pretty well. But, you know, I, I just haven't like updated it for the the current world we're living in um <laughs> also i was surprised which is my own fault but i thought we were drafting first but it turned out we were playing cc first um so round one because at every other event we drafted first i don't know mm-hmm. anyway round so round one i get paired into an aggro old him which mm-hmm. is like should be a, a matchup i like on dromai but i was like asleep and surprised and out of out of practice and i made numerous mistakes uh also kind of worried about the clock you know and um i mean my opponent may have beaten me anyway he was very good but i certainly made sure that he did 
it's <laughs> <laughs> no, nice of you. Yeah, <laughs> what an assist there. What a teammate. Um, and anyway, I ended up going two and two, um, which was fine. But it was just like, you know, not for, I don't know. It, I just played badly. I'll just leave it at that. Zane, I'm gonna I'm gonna move off this. Zane, you tell us about your <laughs> your CC. You can uh, preface with some some proper decision making. Uh, you brought Lexi and your uh, what testing show leading up to it, if you'd like. Also, sure. Yeah, I think Lexi was a pretty easy choice for me. Like, it's a deck I feel very comfortable on. It's it's one of the top decks I like to play the most. Um, I think like Viscerai and and Lexi are like my favorite heroes if I had to really like boil it down. So the fact that one of those is top tier was like pretty easy to to settle on that. And then, you know, I'm testing with Yuki and, you know, some of the best Lexis in the world. So <clears throat> pretty easy choice to go Lexi. What flavor Lexi is obviously tricky. We we got off ice pretty early. Um our list we actually I was surprised looking at the the list that ended up ended up topping with like as many, as much ice as they had, uh, we ended up on two ice cards, um, mm-hmm. just the two red arctics, and I don't think I ever played them um, in any matchup all weekend. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so they just sat in my deck box. So I, I was playing. I was joking all weekend that I'm I'm playing Briar. It's just you know, Channel Mount Heroic and 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 Rain Razors are similar enough, and my bow gives go again, and so. You know, it's a strong deck. It does a lot of powerful things. It has weaknesses that I think we can cover. Um, but yeah, my day one was good. I played, um, I went 4-0. I, I played Briar round one, um, then Bravo round two, which was very scary. I right. bailed myself out of the game with a Codex of Inertia. Um, I went like 0 for 4 arrow go again, 0 for 4 arrow go again. And he's not blocking anything and he has an arsenal. And I'm at like 12 and I'm like, oh no, he's like trying to dominate spinal or something and then arsenal something to kill me. So then I just dropped the codex of inertia and I like see him kind of like slump and he dominates spinals me pitching a spinal that mm-hmm. next turn that he definitely did not need to pitch. Um, so then goes off arsenal and then I'm able to kill him. But I, I definitely think I die without that codex there. Um, then round three, I played uh, an ice Lexi like with shock charmers and perch grapplers. Um, which was a, a very like interesting mirror match. Um, but was able to get it. And then round four, I played against Icelander, which is very favored for Lexi these days, um, especially with, I don't know, some of the new arrows like Sedation Shot and Hamstring Shot, just like, well, Hamstring Shot's not new, but it's just <laughs> so good. That deck, that deck is so efficient. It wants two card hands that are perfect pitch. And you just are consistently telling them that they can't have that. Right. Um, so yeah, four Oh, the end of CC feeling good. Nice. Also a little shout out to you because I mean, that deck is like playing an aggressive deck has its benefits because a lot of times your game plan is pretty similar, but playing the different codexes and how many you play in your deck and the play lines with them along with the setup of combo turns in conjunction with codexes is like not exactly intuitive you know that's definitely a Mm -hmm. a complex skill in the game so um knowing how to use your like codex of inertias and things like that is um you know it's not it's not like uh 
just a Cheerios deck or something easy to do. So being being a master of that really shows um, for sure. So great job. Thanks. Yeah, we were very high on the other codexes, not just Frailty. Obviously, Frailty is a staple and you're never going to take it out. But <clears throat> we were on two Blood Rot and two Inertia as well. And we both felt that both of those cards really, really helped shore up bad matchups um, and had, yeah, kind of unusual play patterns that they could really help push through damage on people who weren't expecting it. Right. <clears throat> yeah, the deck is sick. Uh, Yuki has a deck tech up on it. If you want to go check that out. Um, it is a oh, crap. I pulled the, pulled it down, but you can check it out probably on, uh, their Twitter. Um, it's on, on the you, bobble YouTube yeah. channel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. On the bobble. It's very cool. A notable thing kind of about your deck is y'all were running uh, pumps and lightning press in the deck, which is, uh, what's the word you like to say sometimes, Zane? Inspired? (laughs) I I can take no credit for the pumps. (laughs) Mostly we're talking about his stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and both and all of the books. You're running all books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, two of's, but yeah. Two of's right. on the Blood Rot and Inertia, yeah. Yeah. Um the pumps the pumps are just mirror breakers because right. in the mirror you have to block sometimes. And when you have to block with, you know, two or three cards and then you return with lace with frailty from hand and then shoot endless arrow from arsenal for seven. The question that you're asking them is just like, there's no good answer. Like if, if they block with three cards and you just took tempo back with a tiny hand that like shouldn't have been threatening, like that swings the game so dramatically. And then if they, if they don't block it, well then you got an art, you have endless arrow and now they have a frailty token and frailty is, you know, as everybody knows now, really good into Lexi. Yeah. Um, so it just, it poses these like really tricky questions in the mirror. But also we kept finding that it helps push against decks that are happy to fatigue you. Um, the magic number that you know you used to shoot for was four and seven, right? Like those are the breakpoints. But there's so many decks in this format with Dromai and Oldham that they love blocking seven. Like that's what their deck's built to do. Yeah. So we were trying to get to eight. Yeah. So playing the three premeditates, the two lace with frailties, and the one lace with blood rot, you put that on an infecting shot, and then you basically say, do I get this on hit or do I get my next thing? Cause you can't block everything. <clears throat> right. Um, and you like run through their equipment, like really fast <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> because you, you have to use equipment. it to block. Yeah. And yeah. then now once you're out of equipment against a Ranger, which has been the age old ism is now you're, you're in, you're in trouble. Now we're playing sure. fair. Now we're yeah. playing fair. Let's yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the lightning press is also, uh, I I don't know how that card ever comes out. Like, and I mean, it comes out in some matchups, but I think it always belongs in the deck. Just helping you push through drill shots into old him, helping it pops, you know, as in emergency scenarios against Dromai. Um, it just that card is a house. I was happy like every time I drew it. Yeah, it's just it's so good in any deck that like 
like Oldham's the best example where they're primarily using defense reactions to like block your break points. That's their like primary blocking mechanism. So if yeah. you attack with searing shot, they're going to pass blocks and then block with, um, you know, fate foreseen or whatever. Yeah. So it's rare that they have like the sink in reserve to block the lightning press because right. they're taking advantage of its um, good, good, I don't know, match of numbers, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So lightning press is always like a surprise blowout, especially on drill shot. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the things, part of that matchup too, is like how early can you get a minus one counter on the shield? You know, yeah. the faster huge. you can do that, the easier that matchup becomes for you for sure. Mm-hmm. So smart, great deck, great job. I know, uh, Working with Yuki is really hard and, you know, like Isaac said, very mean. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Yuki's listening to this, but I did not say you're mean, Yuki. You're very nice. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the pod, Yuki, the best. Uh, sweet. So, moving, yeah, go ahead, Isaac. Go ahead. Yeah. So, moving into draft here, um, day one draft, I went. Two and one with Azalea. It was my seat. Um, I won my first two games. And then uh, my third game, I actually played Mansant. Um, I went second on Azalea. I actually want to ask you guys about this decision point because I think it might be wrong and I kind of play fast and loose sometimes. But it also wins me. It also wins me games often. So I don't know if this is correct. But um so I go second as Azalea. I mostly block out. We're fine. Um, What's he playing? I, yeah, against what? Oh, against Arachne. A pretty mm-hmm. broken Arachne deck. I don't know how he did that, but or how our table did that. <laughs> but um, so it's because he said, "I'm just going to force Leviathan. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and they're like, um, "So I have there's a, no Leviathan in this set." I have a five card hand because I uh, whatever the token bow is. Um, Barb Castaway. Yeah, Barb Castaway. So I have a five-card hand, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to blind Azalea because I'm either going to hit a pump or an arrow, right? And I'm going to push through damage and effect. I have at least one pump in hand, I think. And, like, if I hit a pump, I have an arrow in hand, and this will, like, maximize my turn one and either force damage or strip all of his cards. Um, In the back of my mind, I'm also playing against Arachne, so eventually I'm going to, like, die or run out of cards, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, even stuff like spiders bite withering are really debilitating. So, um, so anyway, I do that and I hit one of the two traps in my deck off my azalea <laughs> and then I pass, which yep. sucked. So now I'm on the back foot and his deck is good enough that he just like wins the game, you know, like every turn is spiders bite withering into whatever. It doesn't matter, you know? Um, humble or you know or reaction into humble or something you know something like that um and there's no like i can't take 15 to threaten you know eight back and then he just blocks or so anyway yeah. i just i never got the window back and that so that decision kind of lost me the game on the spot do you think it's a better decision just to like attack him for eight or whatever i could have done and arsenal and then like mm get more track because then i don't force through any damage and then he like you know attacks for five or something and then i 
I basically burn cards in my deck, but I wait for a, I guess a better, a better setup where I have like a spire or an arsenal or whatever. I don't know. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think I shoot for eight there. I mean, it's hard not to be results oriented, but you shoot for eight and you ask them the question, like, how fast do you want to play this game? Like, are you trying to fatigue me or not? And you you learn a lot by if yeah. they're going to block the eight. And if they do block the eight, then you're going to have space to go for your azaleas from here on out, more or less. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. It, yeah, I think it's dependent on scouts, spires, but I think I just shoot for eight there. Yeah, yeah. I have like three spires and... I think I only have two scouts in the deck, but it's pretty, it's a pretty good deck, pretty subpar buffs. That was mm. my deck. Yeah, that was going to be my other question. Is like it would it would depend on the context of your deck, uh, which in that case, I still definitely want to get like Zane said the information. Like, is your hand really good? You know, and it depends on what arrow and what pump you're throwing. If it's like, you know. Merkmeyer grappler or whatever with like I don't know no, come to like, fight. It's then like it's like into Merkmeyer. That's it. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um, and my deck is like eight pumps, but it's like a yellow scout, two yellow come to fights. You know, it's like totally I two red I, laces. You know, just it's not great. Just how outsiders functions. The games, even though that they are like, quote unquote, fast, are still slow enough, though, that you can pick a window and, you know, I would just fling the damage and see then if I draw into a spire or something, you know, and like try to because you can if you can go off in Azalea, you can really go off and swing the tempo. So I'm just not much of a gambler, though, personally as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one though. It, yeah, it's close. It's super close. Yeah. Well, it was the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. But like yeah. you know, if you do hit like infecting shot right there, you know, or even frailty, you know, or something like that, like yeah. that would be sick. Yeah, but, red withering shot off the top there is like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. If you have one of those, you know, I I did have. Yeah. Yeah, so it maybe is the right, like, gamble. But it's also hard, like, if you haven't really scouted or got any information about what his deck is doing from the other games at your table, maybe that's... Well, um, they're not, they're not like, at your table. I mean, sometimes you can be next door to them, right. but yeah, kind of all over the place a little bit. Totally. So, yeah. Anyway. I did kill somebody with a blue toxicity the previous game nice sick great dope yeah that is cool um all right zane i just wanted to pick your guys brains about that yeah that's a great question named uh it was a bit upsetting (laughs) (laughs) yeah um all right zane how how was your draft well i drafted katsu which was my seat and i there's lots of reports from pro tour of inconsistent draft power level as far as like oh this assassin pool had 12 reds or whatever well, this ninja pool was absurd, um, and somehow only two of us were on it. So I was on Katsu, and then across the table, um, Lucas uh, Oswalt was on Benji. And both of our decks were just genuinely broken. Like, it was borderline a blitz deck. Like, it, like you, could sell, you could sell it as, like, a pre-com blitz deck. Like, <laughs> I had, like, my eight blue zeros. I had 
two red surging, a yellow surging. I had two red bonds, a yellow bonds, a blue bonds. I had two red descendant, a yellow descendant, and a blue descendant. Like it just the deck and like four back heel kicks and so like targets for all my bonds. Um, so the deck was ridiculous. It did everything. Like I had the two piece of mind sideboard if I needed for um, Azalea. So round one, I played against. It, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> like it was one of those drafts where like I hardly felt like I was drafting. It just was like I got. Yeah. It was like pick three. There was a mask of many faces, and I was like, hmm, okay, ninja. All right. And then the next pack had red bonds, and then it was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. Like, yeah, <laughs> boom, tomahawk slam this thing on the table. Yeah, we're yeah. we're going katsu. Yeah. Um. So round one, I play Brody Spurlock on Azalea. Um, I go first. I push. I think one damage, but I get my blue bonds into grave. Like I think I drew like a blue zero. A blue descendant and a blue bonds. So sorry to get way too in the weeds here, but all no, all it's great. Say, I, we love I get it. a blue bonds into grave, and an arsenal a surging strike. And then on Brody's turn, he's like looking at his hand. He's thinking, and like I know Brody's like very like intentional and thoughtful player. So I'm like wondering like if he's mapping out his turn, and he goes activate barb castaway. Failed to load pass. <laughs> no arrow. Like, oh no. no. He was wallowing in his turn. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh no, there's literally nothing to do here. <clears throat> so then the turn that I present to him then is Surging Strike red from Arsenal, Whelming, or uh, Descending Gust Wave red from Hand, Break Mask of Many Faces with my one floating, Name Descendant, and then play Red Bonds, which is also a Descendant, <laughs> Banishing Bonds, Getting Bonds, and Double Red Bondsing him. <laughs> Oh my god. He, he puts Gross. his hand down and he just goes, I'm getting wombo comboed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It, that it's just like one of those games that it just wasn't a game. Like my deck did everything that it was supposed to and his didn't. Um so that was round one. We got a win there. Um round two I played against uh I in my notes I have Assassin. I don't I actually don't remember if it was Arachne or Uzuri. I think I just kind of like ran over them a little bit too with the katsu power level um and then in the finals as expected i played against lucas on benji i lose the die roll and his second or his first turn the second turn of the game he goes yellow deadly duo for two so i could block it with armor but i'm like eh. then yellow deadly duo for five and i'm like <laughs> what are the odds the card in hand is like spring load or something like you know he's probably gonna arsenal right no it's spring load so he goes two five seven on his four card hand, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I guess I lose. Um, but yeah, so it was a close game, anyways. It it came down one to one, but I lost that game. But <laughs> almost had the, almost had the seven zero, but but Lucas got me with the the sick four card hand. That's awesome. So only dropped one game in day one. Yeah, yeah, and definitely could have played better in that last one. Like in hindsight, I really should be blocking that spring load or the second deadly duo for five mm -hmm. i would have had to block with red descendant and red bonds though like, that was the five block in my hand that made yeah. sense and it, i really and that, didn't want to do that and that goes back to like what i am really enjoying in this format is the fundies like yeah. that's a hundred percent uh day one fab like ah oh, crap i only have so many of these really good reds like mm -hmm. i can't maybe afford to block with them but i uh if i 
you know, if I do, then maybe I just don't have enough juice to freaking kill him. But if I don't, maybe I can kill him, you know? Yeah. It's tough. My I thought agree. was like, I want to back Benji down as fast as possible. Yeah. Not like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to speed the game up, but like, I want to keep him off these like hands with synergy. Right. But yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. I agree. It's like, I have one of my, you know, like I have my red razor's edge in hand. Right. But I have another c- competing card to arsenal, you know, like a virulent touch also. Yeah. And the razor's edge isn't online right now. So then I block with it. Cause that's what it does also. But it's like down one out of six cards in my deck that I really need to like win. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm in this pickle and I just lose if I don't block. It's right. just like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty you draft assassin. You have two spikes. You go second, you draw your hand and they're both in there and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Classic draft though. You, you have your, your power card and then you, you block with it. Turn zero. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh man. All right. Uh, day two. So you guys play some more bento box. You have some noodles. Yep. Uh, you hang out with your longshoremen buddies that you made along the way, and then you get right back into draft. How's it? How's it go? Yeah, it's great. Crab cakes with longshoremen. <laughs> you know, drinking. I don't know tea or gin or whatever <laughs> they do on the East Coast. And <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, we drafted first. Mm-hmm. on day two for yeah, yeah whatever um <laughs> and i i had a bad draft i drafted poorly which i was like disappointed in myself because i like <clears throat> knew i could have done better um i drafted arachne and i basically my first pack was just like hot 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 steaming garbage i think i took like a red wither or something pack one pick one you know because there's like literally nothing just blues it. and yellows yeah and like the bad it's like blue freewheeling renegades or something you know what i mean like <laughs> which i guess is not that's bad for p- pack one anyway yeah and then i get you know it's like pick five or something and i've drafted a couple of assassin cards two or three um because they got passed to me and i'm like all right well i'm kind of in it i'll just invest it you know but i have a couple other i think i have like a lace or something and then it's like five or six. I get past a red uh, razor's edge and all these packs have had a bunch of assassin cards also, you know, some of them are like blues or whatever, but you know, they're not like drying up and then I get past a red razor's edge. Right. And at this point I recognize that ninja is open and that it seems like, um, assassin is open, which can be a little, uh, um hard to read because Uzuris are just taking like two for sixes or whatever and they don't right. really give a shit about what stealth cards wheel um right. which is tough this has been the toughest part of the draft for me um is like kind of this particular situation so i know katsu's open um i think i might have a red descendant but i have you know three or whatever power like arachne cards and i get past mm-hmm. this red razor's edge which i'm pretty high on yeah and so I kind of out of fear of pivoting to ninja and other players pivoting to ninja and just like having stuff in the bank for assassin already. I just like, I think I just get, I like waffle and I get a little bit afraid and I just like stick with assassin mm-hmm. and I should have been in Katsu and I end up drafting like a 
I mean, it's okay, but it's like a bad Arachne deck. And I went one and two. My first round was against Uzuri, I think. And we kind of decked each other. It was like really, really close, but I lost. And then, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, I go one and two that draft. And I think I should have been like, Ninja is the less drafted class. And it is open, even though I have semi-invested. And I think, I guess this Red Razor's Edge isn't as reliable of a signal as I thought it would be. Anyway, that that's what happened. And I was disappointed in myself. But now I'm four and three. Now I'm five and five. Yeah. All right. What about you, Zane? How was your experience? <laughs> So, yeah, so we, it was like the top table. So we had like a bunch of people around us at this point, um, which like it's, you know, it's cool. Like there's a lot of the same people I've been sitting around. I told um, Zane the night before, Zane, you're going to win the pro tour. So I'm sorry <laughs> if I if I told you that. Almost. I just I had a lot of confidence, though, because you're a very skilled drafter and you and Yuki are on this deck that's like. I mean, it's good into Dromai. It's good into Oldham, right? It's like, and then the rest of the matchups are fine. You have mirror tech. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I don't know. I had huge confidence in you guys. Um, and Yuki had a, a bit of a rough road there, but um, you mm-hmm. were just living the dream. And I was, I was pretty psyched. Yeah. Anyway. We, were, we were really close. I, I really yeah. wanted to, I really wish I could have played uh, like feature match against Dromai. Just it, like, I, it, like seeing the Dromai stuff. Like it was the ones on stream were all not particularly close. Like the, right. the folks top eight game is is close-ish, but he kind of gets like steamrolled at the end, like just with the Kylori or whatever. But um, I really wish that yeah we could have shown like the the unique things that the deck was doing against the Dromai. Um, but alas, the the this draft is a big part of why I was not in top eight. Um, I started in. Uh, like it was pack one, pick one tunic, you know, threadbare tunic. That's totally fine. It like it leans you slightly to ranger, but you know, nothing crazy. Then there was like a pack two um, red spinning wheel kick, which is like it's a rare. So like drafting rares is always a little spooky that early, especially when you know these people are like reading signals. But I'm like very high on red spinning wheel. So I'm like, oh, I'll take red spinning wheel. And then the next pack has yellow bonds. And I'm like, ooh, another rare. Like, I'm not sending any signals at all, but I love Katsu. So I take the <laughs> I take the bonds. And then the next pack has no ninja cards. Zero. Mm-hmm. Not rares, not commons, not anything. And so I'm like, okay. Someone upstream took the single ninja card and said, stay away. So I'm like, okay, this probably means I'm drafting Uzuri now, you know. I'm not that far behind, but then it became clear that Uzer, like Assassin was also overdrafted. Um, so I ended up with a very mid Uzuri deck. Um, it was the classic like 4-2-2 split where it's like four Assassins that are all sad and then two Rangers and two Ninjas who are happy. Um, I really don't know what I would have done in hindsight. Like, I think trying to pivot to Azalea maybe was better. Like if I was really confident, but I had passed red arrows at that point and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. The, the right. draft was weird. I, Uzuri, whether the right choice or not, it, the deck wasn't great. Um, I played an Uzuri mirror round one 
um, and I lost it. It like, wasn't particularly close. Like his deck was like substantially better than mine. Um, and then I played Uzuri Mirror round two, and it was like the classic like bad Uzuri Mirror of like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go to goes mirror to fatigue, fatigue and yeah, yeah, we're no gonna go to who can pay for spiders bites. Yeah. And you can uh, block them. <laughs> yeah, it came down the the end of the game is literally I have two cards in deck, he has two cards in deck, and I attack for four. So like he blocks it and then I kill him with spider's bites for the rest right. of the game. Yeah. Um so I win I win one and then I played against Tao Tao's on, on Arachne or on Azalea. Um and the turn the game was like five turns and he dominated four of the turns and like, <laughs> it just like wasn't I was never participating in that game. Um so one two after that draft. Um so I'm I'm X three after the draft and like reasonably well positioned if I four oh. Um, right. Like like I'll I'll be between you know seven and ten is what everyone is telling me. Yeah, and it was a very as the as the guy sitting at home with his uh, beer helmet on on the couch watching all the draft and uh you know the feature matches and stuff. Uh, getting little updates from Zane, like, all right, we just got to go four games here. And just like, you send a little update, like, got another one, got another one, got another one. And it was like, ooh, he's going to do it. It's pretty exciting. It was very fun. Uh, you know, spoilers, you, you didn't get, you didn't get there, but we didn't get there. <laughs> but it was so. freaking yeah. so rad, though, still, you yeah. know? Yeah um so uh two things now uh one from i'll talk from i guess my perspective watching it at home i thought this was one of the better uh productions that they had done there was a lot of like extra stuff like i loved having the standings and the pairings and getting to check up on isaac and zane like nearly in real time which was really cool yeah uh i thought brendan patrick and brian gottlieb did a really good job as a casting duo they were for sure my favorite um but there was like you know overall still really good but my expectations for like our game to grow and for this to be like one of the three biggest events of the year, it still kind of like did not meet expectations for the level of play that I think it should be at, you know, like the cameras were glitching, Mm. the uh, names were wrong. Sometimes people's records were wrong. Like there's just like all of these little things that as a person who maybe is more casual or interested in the game like those things are confusing and annoying and the only reason i continue to watch it is because i love this game very much and if those things get cleaned up it's like a much better presentation to um people who are potentially going to become you know one of us diehards and Mm -hmm. it's just like it feels like the millionth high level tournament we've put on and why aren't all of these things ironed out when we have stuff like the uh AGE shout out to Justin and and the crew there who put on like a nearly flawless 
tournament you know with their stream great commentary fun segments player profiles etc uh i mean granted it's like a much smaller level but you know is a is a really good representation so that's like my critique of the viewing experience is like i just if we're going to call it the professional tour then we need to have professional stuff happening and my last point here is I would really love if everybody would stop making fun of Tannen Grace. Like if you've ever met Tannen, he's like a really nice dude. And sometimes the jabs they take on him on stream and stuff is like hurts hurts me a little bit as a person who's anti-bullying at a, in a school environment. It, it's like, all right, it's been years of this. Like Tannen Grace, great guy, super nice. Let's just like be nice to him, please. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, I I know that we're biased towards AGE and Wesco, but it really is the gold standard for like polished mm-hmm. production, which is funny, right? Because the Pro Tour should be the gold standard. Um, right. And things like, I mean, I, did, I didn't see any of this, but just listening to your report, things like a player's record, that's like an easy fix, right? Like they choose the feature match and then they look up the standings and then the person that inputs it, make sure that they do it right. Or somebody double check, <laughs> you know, it's not like, a, like the server had a virus or, you know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. um, fairly. Yeah. Easy, but... There was a bummer one with that, which my, my local, the Levia hero. Yeah. It says he was two one, but he's three Oh. So he's he went three Oh. Yeah. Yeah. On Levia. Dude, awesome. yeah. Shout out to Alan uh, bringing a ripped up Levia paper play mat and crayons to yep. keep track of life totals. <laughs> that dude Just... is so good at Fab. He's so good at <laughs> Flesh and Blood. And like the whole persona is great, but he's genuinely so good. It's cool he uses his power for like art and expression and does yeah. what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just we need more art in yeah. real time. It's titanium so good. bobble in his deck. The yeah, titanium like... bobble is is an unironic choice though. It's good against yeah. assassin. It doesn't it get debuffed. Correct. Inspired. I think it might have some flavor too in the choice. But yeah, oh totally. <laughs> but like I think the deck's better having it. Like I think yeah. it's better than clearing bellow. Which is like what would be there otherwise. Right. Freaking awesome. Uh Isaac, do you want to talk about your CC portion or uh, should we segue somewhere else? Uh, sure. I mean, I went three and one in CC. I was like much more warmed up and in the zone. Um, like nice. my games felt good, right? I didn't feel like rusty or like I was making poor decisions. Um, I lost my final game to Pablo Pintor on old him um that went really well i is it just a great game and he's like a great player with a great attitude um part of the thing i don't like about um playing competitively is like some players are very um good natured and some players are kind of like sharks or they have maybe their ego too wrapped up into uh this fantasy card game with cardboard illustrations, you know? (laughs) Um, So I very much always appreciate playing players, but you know, like Michael Hamilton or Michael Fang, or, you know, there's like lots of very, very kind people out there. Um, So 
uh that was the first time i played against pablo and i really enjoyed it um i don't i wasn't playing remembrance in my deck um because it's not part of my old him game plan and i played the whole game this is like my favorite matchup because you play or you play the whole game right you play like three cycles of your deck and you play the entire game of flesh and blood you play like exchanges you pitch stack you manage your resources in your deck you you know there's like every aspect of the game you play it out over 55 minutes so <laughs> i it's very like skill intensive and a um, very good test of your abilities i made two mistakes or maybe i don't know if i'd call this a mistake but i i pitched two blues along with optimi and i then i had it set up for that part of my win condition but i drew the two blues and then my optimi was on the top of my deck mm. so i had like a weird off turn where i had to like i held at least one blue maybe had an epod or i held both blue anyway it was just like a huge loss of tempo where then he gets to like threaten me or kill an additional mirror guy or you know like whatever yeah um so that really sucked and that's kind of probably where i lost it because i lost that bit of momentum um another thing i could have had like one more card in deck i think at a at like three less life in order to um help just push a little bit more damage or hit a little bit more arcane off the top um, with optimi um or you know enable my ghostly play better anyway it went down to like basically fatigue and uh i got him to two and mm-hmm. i just didn't have the like he was able to kill my passings and mirror guys right. before right. I was able to do two additional damage. Um, but it, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, like that's the kind of game that you're like there to play, you know, yeah. makes the, makes the trip great. So totally. shout out to Pablo. That was my experience. I went eight and six. I got top 100, which is good. Um, but you know, you like always hope for better. And I, I do wish that, like this was like a big time and monetary investment to take this trip and I'm glad that I did it, but I think should I do another one or the next time I do it, I will do it at a time when I'm able to prepare because it seems like, um, much more worth it. If you show up like ready, as opposed to just like taking a vacation, which is okay. You know, I knew that I, I knew that I was kind of too busy to adequately prepare and stuff, but, um, you know, um, I've been there because yeah. you're like, once, once it happens, you're like, well, actually I do care about my performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. we're just not going to be in this scenario again. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I knew I wouldn't be able to, and it like, it all happened the way it should happen. But again, should yeah. I make that investment again? What's cool though, is off the couch, your top 100. Yeah, just like worlds. Just yeah. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Zane. That's what I was gonna I ask. was just gonna say I felt similarly when I went to Lille. Like I, I brought mm-hmm. Visterai, which is just like I'm good with Visterai. This will be fine. And then it was it was not fine. So yeah. yeah. I feel you. It is disappointing. <sighs> but you know what <laughs> is fine? Is asking yourself what flavor is it? That's right. 
Welcome to Surprise Quiz Time with everybody's favorite quiz show. Mm. What flavor is it? Yep, not on the notes. Total surprise. <laughs> Got him round one. Okay, so there are a total of 10 questions, nine, and then a extra bonus one. This is going to be, I'm going to give you questions based on flavor text in every set of flesh and blood because Beautiful. we're all OGs here. And uh, honestly, there's not a lot of flavor text in some of the newest sets. So we had to, we had to go back a little bit. So I had a ton of fun. I did this during my prep period yesterday and it's great. So uh, Zane, you get to go first since you're the guest. Cool. Is there any questions before we begin? No, I'm familiar. I'm ready to go. Isaac, how do you feel? I'm so ready. I'm born <laughs> ready for this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll ask the question and you both will give answers. Excuse me. Uh, I forgot my format. You both will give answers and then whoever gets it right will get the points. So here we go. Question number one. What card has this flavor text? We are the trumpeters of their return that even the deaf can hear their footsteps drawing near. The Book of the Raven, Apocalypta. Uh, and to be noted, there is capitalized. So which card has that flavor text? Who's going first? Uh, Zane is. Oh man, I this one is not familiar to me. Uh, I'll go Death Touch. I don't know why. Okay, Zane's locking in Death Touch. Isaac, what's your answer here? Deadly Duet. Cool, very cool. Uh, both answers are wrong. I know. <laughs> this is the blood rot pox token oh mm. also fun lore what's the book of the raven and what's i apocalypta hmm who is that what is that very exciting okay Turn into our lore segments to find out <laughs> eventually <laughs> yeah totally uh yeah well, more more on that later okay so zero points for both of you question two similar format what card has this flavor text? Alchemy draws you in with deadly allure, the promise of deliverance, the costs yet unknown. Aki's hag of Mojir. Is it me first again or do we switch? We switch. Isaac gets to go here. Um, geez. Yeah, I know. These are tough. I can't believe y'all didn't think this was going to come and didn't practice. But. I know that this is our segment and I still don't read flavor text for some reason. <laughs> I really don't think I've read like any of them in Outsiders. So, uh, uh Lace with Inertia. <clears throat> okay, we're locking in Lace with Inertia. Zane? It sounds like the back alley break line text, but I know that that one ends with Dr. Mortimer or whatever, which you didn't say, so. I'll go with back alley, but I think I'm wrong. 
Both answers are incorrect. This is frailty token. Oh, should have known. Should have known. <laughs> you had a hint in the first question. I love doing this. Okay, great job. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very flavorful, as they say. Okay, continuing with this format here for questions. Don't worry, we're going to break it up here pretty soon. Question number three, the score is zero zero. What card has this flavor text? Deep in the heart of the forests of Aria, the Rosetta Bloom. Zane, your choice first. This is... Yeah, is pretty it, tough. Is it, is it Blossoming Spellblade? That card has so much text that it may not have room for flavor text, but... You never know. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You we'll can change it. We'll go with Blossoming Spellblade. Blossoming Spellblade. Isaac? Force of Nature. Ooh, those are both good choices, but no, both answers are wrong. It better it's not pulse. be Rosetta Thorn. <laughs> Would oh, that be it cool? Is, it is Pulse of Candlehold. Pulse of Candlehold. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Says it right there at the bottom. Beautiful the card. Block four. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> nothing, nothing else is on it. Okay. Uh, Isaac, this will be your guess first. This one's a bit more involved, so maybe you'll need to write this down or type it out. Uh, but I have a feeling Zane is going to do good on this one. Number four, score zero, zero. Dr. Mortimer is featured on what three cards? This isn't a flavor text, just. Well, it is flavor text. Dr. Mortimer has flavor text on three cards. What three cards are they? Okay. Oh, not his, not the illustration, the flavor text. <clears throat> the flavor text, yep. Oh, sh- well, sh- shoot. <laughs> Very PG. I thought I was job. going with the uh, illustrations there. Um, yeah, I mean, back alley break line. Okay. Um, we'll go with death touch. Sure. I think this is wrong, but we'll go with looking for a scrap. Okay, and then scrap. Uh, Zane. Those are those are my three answers too, but... Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll lock in the same three. I, I have them written here for, re- for reference. Okay, it. good. So we can look at that. No, I looking, believe you. Looking for scrap does not have any flavor text on it but it does have the plague doctor which is or isn't dr mortimer so you both get back alley break line so you both get one he is also on inertia so the token and it says this a little setback is all it is all it will ever be he's also on malign and that reads, don't worry, you won't feel a thing. Oh, I've read that. I've read that multiple times too. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So the score's one to one. Didn't get the Dr. Mortimer, but Zane with the back alley break line layup earlier. So <laughs> still very interesting. I love this. This is so much fun. Question number five. Which card features this quote from Oldham? Be it sword or sorcery, we defend... We defeat or we die. Zane, your guess first. Also, this is the only card Old Him is featured on. 
in in terms of flavor text, not his hero. Is it that weird dynasty card, Never Yield? Is that a card? Is that the name of it? (laughs) That is a card, but (laughs) your response is making me nervous. (laughs) I mean, I'll lock it in because I said it. Uh, Never Yield. It is a card. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Never Yield. Can you read it again? Be it sword or sorcery, we defend, we defeat, or we die. Very cool old hymn quote. Makes me like him more. I just read this quote the other day. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough, huh? Yep. Sorry for all the silence on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. People are scared. It gives them chance to scream the right answer at you while they're driving to work. It's so funny. Just, Whenever you guys have done this segment and I listen in the car, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know like seven of these. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no. Uh, I made this a particular challenging one because I was afraid you would be too good, Zane. I had no so, idea that the tokens had text. <laughs> yeah. See, we're learning a lot of stuff. Okay, Isaac, what answer do you got? Uh, I don't. Uh, peace of mind. That is also incorrect. The card is steadfast. That was it, it, there's a clue is that it applies to arcane as well. I should yep. know. Yeah. Yep. It's in it's all there. It's all there. Okay. Score is still one to one. Question six. Valda Bright Axe has quotes on how many cards? And can you name any of those cards? Isaac, you're up first. So how many cards is Valda? Bright Axe featured on in flavor text. I'm going to say she's quoted on two cards. Okay. Um, God, these guardian questions are killing me. (laughs) Um, uh, It's it's not crush confidence. It's the one where she's squeezing the guy's head. Which what kind of crushing would that be? Cranial crush. There you go. Okay. So cranial um, crush is one of the two that you are guessing. Yep. And then I'm going to say she's quoted on I don't, I don't know. Pass. <laughs> okay. Pass. Pass <clears throat> is not a card, but that's okay. Zane, how many cards? I'm going to go with two as well, but there definitely could be a th- third but i she's featured on cartilage crush as well as cranial crush i don't know if she has a quote on cartilage crush but i'm pretty sure that's her in that art are those your two answer answers two in its cranial and cartilage yeah uh she is only featured on one card and that's cranial crush what yeah i know isn't that crazy so half a point for both of you because i'm a generous game host (laughs) And we're keeping things interesting. 1.5 to 1.5. Yeah, she's only featured on Cranial Crush. I really thought she was going to be featured on more. Her art is, but uh, not I'm not cheating. Her I'm, just words. Looking at, I'm looking at a Cartilage Crush right now. Sure, go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's just a just female guard. Well, it totally could be Valda. <laughs> uh, it's like young Valda. All right. Young like, Valda. Younger Valda. Question seven. The character Jackdaw is featured on how many cards? Bonus points if you can name those cards. Jackdaw. So, Zane, it's your choice. 
any number between zero and one million are your options. Jackdaw. Yeah, totally. This I know, is really I know tough. it. This is a deep, this is a deep cut here. Hmm. <clears throat> Take your time, you know? Okay. Take your time. We, you know, silence is super good. It's good for the, yeah, yeah. People love it. <laughs> well, I'm coming up completely empty on this. I know that I know the name Jackdaw, but I don't, I can't think of it right now. Uh, we'll go with how many cards? We'll go with four cards. Four cards. We'll name none of them. Okay, perfect. Isaac, how many cards is Jackdaw featured on, and what are the names of those cards for bonus? I'm gonna say two cards. I'm gonna say one is give and take, mm-hmm. and the other one is that card that gets dominate if you have pitched a six power or discarded a six power or something. It's a generic. Uh, demolition crew yeah mm, cool uh all answers are wrong hmm. uh jackdaw is featured on three cards most famously pitfall trap ain't a dreg and it ain't a human the hell am i supposed to do against it also okay. featured on out muscle let's see dim muscles the big is that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the card that I know it from. <laughs> and then lastly, payday. Another day, another job, another mm. rat to kill. Mm, yeah. Those That's are what I remembered. Three like very unrelated cards. And mm. underplayed. Outmuscle was pretty good. It, well, yeah, we used, that used to be a thing. Whew, Jackdaw. Who the hell is Jackdaw, by the way? I'm ready for that to be a story. Yeah. I'm glad that was harder than I thought it was. <laughs> that one was really hard. That's why it's here at the end. <clears throat> Question eight, still tied 1.5, 1.5. There are 10 tomes in the game. Out of those 10, how many of them have flavor text? And can you name them? Whose turn is it to guess first? Is it Isaac's turn? It's Isaac. Um, so first I start with how many tomes are in the game. No, there's 10 of them. How many oh, okay. of those 10 have flavor text? And then can you name that number that you guess? I think I should have had more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's just going to be relaxing and chill. We're just going to talk with Zane. It's going to be fine. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say Gorganian Tome has text. Okay. First, how many tomes have text? Uh, oh, we'll get there. Okay. So we're going with G tome. Organian tome has text. I'm going to say. Wait, do they have to have tome in the name? Yeah. So, like, Codex of Blood Rot's not a tome. Correct. That's a codex. Okay. What about when they switch it? Like, tome of IAO? Yeah. If it's anything tome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll go with that one. Sorry, Zane. Tome of Io definitely has text. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Tome. The one where you draw to is a rune blade. Tome of the Arknight. Sure. Mm-hmm. Has text. 
Um, and uh, Toma Duplicity has text. I'm okay. just going to go with four. I'm tired of thinking of tomes. Okay, four, four, um, four from Isaac, and we got G Tome, AO, Arc Knight, and Duplicity. Okay, Zane, how many have flavor text? It's fun because I get to watch Zane over there, like p- pen to paper, like writing down how many tomes he can name. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, let's go. I think it's relatively low. I, Isaac said four. Correct. For the sake of drama, I'll go three then. Ooh, Zane's going with three. Okay, drama. Although it, I think Tome of Torment has text. That's one you're putting in. We were yeah. locking in Tome yeah, of Tome Torment. Tome of Torment. Okay. Tome of Duplicity. I think it does. Okay. And then I think Findall does. Hmm. Maybe it's more than three. All right, we're gonna we're 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 not gonna go with four, but we'll go with five. Going with five, okay. I'm changing. Yeah, so do we have changing torment? it in the scoreboard. Yep. Torment, find mm-hmm. all, duplicity, mm-hmm. Aetherwind, and yeah, Io, Io. Final answer. And then fifth one is Io. Okay, so. None were 100% correct, but you get a couple of partials. So there are four tomes with flavor text. So Isaac, you're correct with four. So that's half of a point there. Uh, The four tomes that have flavor text are Findal's, Divinity, Duplicity, and Arknight. So Tome of Findal, Mm. Tome of Divinity, Tome of Duplicity, and Tome of the Arknight. The other tomes are Gorgonian, Torment, Firebrand, Ao, Harvest, and Aetherwind. So you both got Duplicity. So another half point there for both of you. And then Isaac, you also got Arknight. So that's a whole point. Mm-hmm. Or 1.5. Isaac's at 1.5. And then Zane, you got Findal. So one whole point for you. So Isaac has a slight lead. I really should know that Tome of the Arc Knight has text because I play that card. And it has been featured in What Flavor Is This mm. previously. Uh, do you want to hear the flavor text from the tomes that have it? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Findal. Even the simplest recollection or recollection of the old ones holds immense power. Mm-hmm. Divinity. Knowledge bows before nothing except existence itself. Grandmaster, the Radiant. Future character, maybe. Duplicity, what intent lies beneath the pages? Arknight. And in abandoning the light, I am consumed by the shadow and gifted true power. Eldon, Lost Knight. Wow. Cool, huh? That's a great <laughs> yeah. quote. Intense. Really. Yeah. yeah. Is that on the unlimited one? Like, I don't know. Because I know I know that like Blazing Aether, that there's flavor text, but it's only on the first edition foil one. Mm. I'm, yeah. just cop- I'm just coping that I didn't know that. <laughs> uh so score is after the eighth question, Isaac with two point five points, Zane with two points. 
Great job, y'all. This is this is great. Thank You're doing you. awesome. Question nine. This is Isaac, your guest first. Which is the only equipment with flavor text? He, he did go first last time. If you dang it, to be. Zane, it's you. <laughs> You're right. The only equipment with flavor text. Right. That's the question. There's only one piece of equipment that has flavor text on it. Which is it? In the whole game. In the whole game, I triple checked this because I did not want to be wrong. Our weapons equipment in this scenario. No, they're weapons. Okay. <laughs> in this scenario breaking the rules of the game scenario this is a big one whoever gets this right could win the game i think i know it is Ooh, it that's fun is it like rotten old buckler i don't know zane is it is that your that's, final that's answer my, that's my answer okay rotten buckler i love it locking that in isaac my equipments have a similar power level, uh, Storm Striders. Nice. Both answers are completely wrong. The oh, only no. piece of equipment with flavor text in the game is Crown of Dominion. I will watch over this dynasty till my very last breath. Its power, riches, and enemies I take as my own. Emperor Drakai of Aesir. Is it on the Marvel one? I opened the Marvel one. It's the only one I looked at. No, it's on the Regos one. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, we're just regos <laughs> around here. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on the Marvel one also. I don't um, know if it's on the Marvel one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sh I think it's the same, but hard to know. Uh, I do have one more question in case there was tied. Do you, would you like uh, to do that or save it for later? We haven't even gotten to 10 yet. That was nine. I know. You said there's 10. Yeah, and the 10th one is a bonus tiebreaker. Just I'm ready. Promise, we've promised to people 10. We need to. Yeah. Okay, sweet. 10th and final question in what flavor is it? Isaac leads 2.5 to Zane's two. In the set dynasty, there are five blessings of blank cards. How many have flavor text? I feel like Dynasty is basically go. also Uprising. Like that set doesn't exist in my brain, so this would be hard for me. I'm going to go for five. Five blessings. I can't fucking name the blessings, though, so. You should make us name the blessings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, Ble can, we can do that. Uh, Blessing of turbulence. Blessing of forging you know i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they're called <laughs> sorry uh, that's fine so uh you're saying that all five of them have mm -hmm. flavor text okay Correct. great zane mm. you might be right on that uh, i'll go with three just to be different because i don't i know that i know that a cult does I'm pretty sure patience does. And I'm pretty sure savagery does. So we'll go with three. One, one, two, three, four, five. Ooh, maybe there's seven. Oop, sorry. There's seven. Oh, no, wait. Is that in Dynasty? Yep. There's seven in Dynasty. I messed up. I was like, wow, I got to five really quick. I, I must know them well. Totally. Do you want to change your answer, Isaac? This was a last minute edition. Nah, no. Oh, okay. wait, uh, there so, is 
Blessing of Spirits. Mm-hmm. That card's cool. I yeah. can't wait to try that card out. So I, I have Focus, which is the Ranger one, Steel, which is Warrior, Savagery, which is Brute, Patience, mm-hmm. which is Guardian, yep. Cult, which is Runeblade, yep. Spirits, which is Illusionist. Yeah. Oh, Blessing of Aether. Uh, yeah. Wizard. Yeah, Wizard. And Blessing of Key. Ah, Key, yeah. Hmm. So out of those seven, how many have flavor text? That was amazing. I think Zane gets a point for that. He totally does. He named them all. Zane gets a point. No, I didn't get Chi. I didn't get Chi. Oh, right. I did. Um, Isaac said five, and he's sticking with five. Yeah. Yep. Six. Going we'll go with, with six. Isaac is correct with five out of nice. seven have flavor text. Blessing of Spirits has Ward. So that takes up the flavor text spot. And then Blessing of Chi just has a lot. And so Blessing of Aether also does not. Blessing of Aether, yeah. Is that too many? Yeah. No, maybe there's eight. One, two, three, four, yeah, five, six, seven. There's eight. This whole question. See, we shouldn't have done this question. Ruined it all here at the end. There are eight blessings in Dynasty. They are Blessing of Patience, Occult, Spirits, Steel, Savagery, Ingenuity, Chi and Aether. We hadn't named Ingenuity yet. And then there's nine Blessing of Focus, (laughs) (laughs) which also doesn't have flavor text. Nice. Great bonus round. Mm -hmm. Totally. We we all learned something here. It was all a test. This is what happens. They're all fun. I like those cards. They are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, also, there's Blessing of Serenity and Deliverance, but those are from different sets. So the final score is Isaac wins it. Great job, Isaac. I don't think you've won a what flavor is it? I think I have, but we can disagree. (laughs) Nice. I think I usually cheat and give it to our guest. (laughs) uh, That could also be true. (laughs) Yeah, because it's my game. So I was particularly happy with the Jackdaw question and the Tome question. Those are my two Mm -hmm. favorite two unearth all of those i am curious about jackdaw because it seems to be a uh persistent character that's across multiple classes totally hit yeah him and dr mortimer Mm -hmm. right i guess dr mortimer is on only one assassin card and then a generic and a token so this is interesting i think they're the most featured or one of the two most featured non-hero flavor text folks. Anyway, thanks for playing. What flavor is it? I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, So before we move into additional segments, I was wondering, Zane, if you want to recap your final CC run and if you have any highlights you want to share with that. For sure. With us about that. Jeez. (laughs) Editor. (laughs) it's taylor (laughs) for this one yeah so i after my like kind of disappointing usury draft what i'm what i'm understanding about the tournament is i'm x3 if i 4-0 i should be good um so i you know or it'll be close but just control what you can so round one i play uh against a guy named eli um this was an insane lexi mirror um, we actually go to time, which like some Lexi mirrors just play like that. Like they, they go super long. Um, 
And in the in the end game state, we had, we both had like ten cards in deck, but I had tunic and he didn't, and I had a three of a kind left and he didn't, and so he conceded at the end of time. Um, I, I could tell it was like a a hard decision for him because he's also still alive, and it, we had a good conversation about it after the game. But um, it was a crazy game, like just I don't know one of the weird ways that Lexi mirrors can play out where they just get really grindy in the end game. Um, but we, so we won one, kind of. We'll take it. Um, then I played another Lexi Mirror. Um, this time a guy named Isaac. Um, uh, we definitely had a bit of a different deck. Um, but I was getting like pretty insane value off my tar pit traps and lace with frailties, and I was able to win that one. Um, and then round seven of the day, I play Liam, um, from We Make Best, the Icelander player. Um, we we start real slow. The, the 11 of the 12 cards off the top of the deck are red against Icelander. So, like, I was, like, just going through it. Like, I, I played a three of a kind, drew three cards, and passed in that game, which I was like, this is, this is not how we win this game. But he also stumbled, and he got to a point where he had an Insidious chill out, and he arsenaled an Ice Vein, a Blue Ice Vein, and then he didn't draw an Ice card for two turns in a row. Um, I could tell something like was happening on his side that he wasn't happy about, and then at, at the end of the game, I realized that he just didn't—he couldn't draw the fuse card. Um, so we both kind of stumbled, but Lexi just powerful enough to get there. Um, and then the final round, I play Matt. Folks, um, we have a really close game. Um, I whiff my quiver, and the the first turn that I couldn't respect the rain razors just and present a turn. He has the rain mm-hmm. razors, so. It's one to one. It's like a heartbreaker, but it is what it is. My my quiver had been three and zero on the weekend up to that game, so the fact that my quiver missed was I was due for one. But wish it wasn't. It's weird that in. you would have a non arrow in your quiver anyway. So yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, the the insult to injury is that it was Marvel Codex of Frailty, <laughs> <laughs> like beautiful card sitting on top of my deck just losing me the game um but no it was a good game all my games on day two were like close and down to the wire and um yeah kind of got unlucky with the the bubble to 17th um had i won i would be eighth um a lot of things how it ended up playing out was a lot of things would have had to break my way for me to make top eight if i won right and i think all of them did yeah um, except for my my result but um, my teammate Ian got ninth as well, so we were the two bubble boys, oh. um, which was a bummer. But so then we went back to the Airbnb and we we played the the Pro Tour Finals um, at our at our Airbnb table. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, strong run. Super happy with the result. Ultimately, um, would have loved to be in top eight, but it is what it is. A lot of stuff has to go your way, and just okay. was missing one or two. I mean, the big thing is that you get another PTI, you got cash, so you can keep this train rolling, you know? You said, you said another PTI, but this is my first PTI. Oh, well, you know, like... Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't have to win a ProQuest now to go to the Worlds or whatever, you know? It's true, yeah. So, that's, uh, I mean, I guess you have to qualify in different ways to get to Worlds, but regardless, great yeah. job. And I'm super proud, and it's it's so cool. Yeah, very happy with it. But hoping for more at Worlds now. 
Hell yeah. In some nice. city at in, some point. In a city. There are lights in this city. <laughs> there are a city with lights. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Uh, Pro Tours over. So do we have, we have this on the notes, but uh, personally I'm running out of time. So we're going to have to motor on through all of this stuff. But what do you see the meta moving forward now that we have old him, you know, our, our players are old him, Dromai and Rangers. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more Ranger hate. I think I'm going to expect to see breaking points from Dromai's. I'm going to expect to see Uzuri's show up. Um, it wasn't just Tao Tao that was near the top. There was uh, Francesco Giorgio was up there with mm-hmm. Missouri as well. Yeah, he did pretty good. They're quite different decks too. I I've looked at both of those and they're mm, they're quite a bit different. Francesco's yet. Um, yeah, he he did a deck tech with uh, push the point, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So sadly, I think there's going to be a lot of Ranger hate, which means that Oldham's going to keep winning. Um, because if you target Ranger, you lose to Oldham. Is like, it, it's very hard the the constraints that those two things put on a deck like to be able to have a game plan into Lexi and Oldham is challenging and I think people are sick of losing to Lexi and so they'll play the deck that beats Lexi and then they'll lose to their resident Oldham player Um, (laughs) I still think Lexi and Oldham and Dromai are very strong so I think they'll be our titans going forward it is interesting because each of those decks kind of has a pretty glaring weakness right like uh Dromai is like it's pretty tough into aggro mm-hmm. and then or depending on how you build it but if you're building right. it to be able to beat lexi and old him um lexi has you know obvious weaknesses um and old him is like there are actually kind of a high number of decks with like combo potential that can mm-hmm. you know kill old him like briar and kano and brutes and you know mm-hmm. it's just like the, the tools are definitely out there yeah yeah, maybe Briar is like the sneaky winner from all this. Because um, I know that a lot of the Briar decks, they, they feel confident to Oldham and they feel confident to Dromai. And Lexi's kind of a toss-up now because Lexi doesn't disrupt as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with Oldham moving also away from Ice, it like mm-hmm. definitely gives more air to Briar for sure. Totally. <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah, I agree. I uh you know, the old him matchup as Azuri is really challenging. And you basically, it feels similar to how the Dromai situation goes. Like I have to play this whole super long game to maybe just lose at the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we have to play the whole game to get there, you know? Um, and sometimes you can also just like lose if they're a quite a bit more aggressive of an old him list. Um, because you just might not have the stuff to cover up, you know, the things and your life total just starts getting deleted as you get pummeled and stuff. So, yeah, Oldham's good. Oldham is good. <clears throat> it's all good. Game's yep. good. Game's good. Game's hard. Game's fun. Yep. Well, the great thing is we're moving right into road to nat season. So we will see a larger chunk of data. Maybe yeah. less reliable data, but like a huge chunk of data about uh, hero performance coming totally. up here. And it'll so. be slightly different too, because it won't be, you know, they're open metas so much because, you know, you just have like, you know, uh, Billy Bob over there who's just, you know, 
he's he's bringing KL to mm-hmm. you know whatever. I don't think you can play young heroes in CC events anymore, but uh yeah we'll see we'll see what happens it'll be cool totally on to our signature segments pick pass pray zane i know you're familiar but for those at home this is a draft scenario i'm going to give you three cards you're going to tell me which one you're going to pick pass and pray comes back around zane you're the guest so you get first pick and then we'll go to isaac and then we'll throw it back to myself. So first card up is Blue Isolate. It pitches for three, costs zero, is an assassin attack action, defends for three, attacks for one. It has stealth and dominate. That's it. Second card is Toxic Tips. It's an assassin ranger equipment arms, and it reads, action, pay one, destroy Toxic Tips. The next attack action card you play this turn gains when this hits a hero create a frailty inertia or blood rot pox token under the control go again it has blade break and defense for one the third and final card is seek horizon generic attack action defense for two it's the red so it pitches for one cost zero and that means it attacks for four As an additional cost to play Seek Horizon, you may put a card from your hand on top of your deck. When you do, Seek Horizon gains go again. So Zane, which you're going to pick, pass, or pray comes back around. I think I'm picking the armor here with Toxic Tips. Um, These aren't... I'm not super thrilled with any of these three. Like, if this is a pack one, pick one scenario, I'm not like, sweet, I got the thing I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all are role players. But I just feel like that toxic tips breakpoint block is so huge, especially against Azalea with like the Widowmakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll go in toxic tips, keeps you open ish. Um, and then I'll pray that the isolate comes back around because that means we're playing Azuri, baby. Sweet passing on Seek Horizon. Okay, noted for later. Got it, Isaac. What are you What are you going for here? Um, I agree. I'm going to pick the armor. Um, you know, isolate's fine, but it's a role player. Seek Horizon has been like pretty unimpressive for me. It can be like an ender, but that means you either played two Kadachis or a Spider's Bite and then a one cost with Go Again, or you're kind of like wasting a resource to then play Seek Horizon. And it just blocks too. So it's just, it's like not, not great. Pretty forced. Um, um, I'm going to honestly probably hope that Seek Horizon wheels just because based on the tournament I just played, Uzuri is always forced in the pod and like will not be open. So if I can get a Seek Horizon for like my, you know, Katsu deck, it's like fine. You know, it's zero cost and it, it plays. Um, I probably agree with Zane. I just have no hope that Uzuri is open in any way. So <laughs> Right, nice. Uh, I do like toxic tips quite a bit, but in terms of like equipment pieces, uh, I don't know if I really want to pack one, pick that. I'm going to pick the isolate first and just try to like send a clear signal that uh, assassin is maybe less open and just a, isolate is just like a really good 
blue, especially if you're in Azuri, you really want that dominate effect on your, your switchblade in. But I am maybe going to hope that the toxic tips wheels because just, you know, on the wheel, getting to pick a piece of equipment is like not bad. It's actually pretty good. Um, and then I will pass on Seek Horizon, even though I maybe like Seek Horizon then a little bit more than both of you, uh, just because it is a zero for four and zero for four is, is pretty good. Uh, a lot of times I actually like the, you know, I don't really like Seek Horizon, but if we're going to pick any of them, like sometimes the blue or the yellow is better. So you can pitch it late game. And then when you kind of need to deal a little bit more damage, you can, and you have like tempo, you can put a card on top to give it go again into something else. Especially if you're like Arachne, it gives you like a third attack somehow. Mm-hmm. So it has, or even just has ending, the, ending the chain as Arachne with Seek Horizon is, is totally fine. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Stealth, stealth, go again. Seek Horizon, pretty good mm-hmm. two card hand. So, um, that's what I'm going with. Cool, sweet. A very good two card hand. That's on rate. You know, <laughs> you're if, you're, on if rate. you're on rate, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In this set, yeah, two for seven. Yeah, with potentially a hit effect. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, well, board game here- from the closet. Go for it, baby. Here at the Attack Action Podcast, we love to play many different board games, and uh, sometimes we like to share one with you in the hopes that you will enjoy it at home as well. This might not be our favorite board game or the best board game in the world, but it is one we enjoy and we would like to recommend to you. Today's board game in the closet is Zane Johnson's board game. Ooh, full name. Yeah. Zane T. Johnson. So we're bringing one back out. This is news to me as of two hours ago that this game has been covered before but it, it is that good that we're going to go over it again the game is Inish um, spelled Inis I-N-I-S um, which is a discovery Celtic island game um, where players struggle to be the chieftain of different lands and, and terrains um, they throw festivals and draft cards it's all mm-hmm. of the things that we like um the game has a really interesting action mechanic where you you draft the actions that you can take um and there's one of each type and in every draft one of the cards is burned so there's 17 total actions that can be taken in the entire game and one of them is burned and then the remaining 16 are drafted amongst the the remaining players and that means if you don't have bard someone has bard or maybe bard is burned and having to play around, like, who has it, when are they going to use it, um, is just a really, really fun and intriguing way to play a game. Um, we get to throw festivals, which Taylor and I were just gushing totally. over how fun it is to have the festival. Um, yeah, because your... it's, it's like good vibes only. So, like, when you throw down the festival and put the co- token down, like, if anybody tries to instigate some shit, you get to like banish them right away. Banished. Get out <laughs> of here. It's like, get out of here with your <laughs> negative vibes, bro. We're having a festival. Great. Yeah, it's so good. And it introduces like this very interesting like passing mechanic where you can opt to not take an action, similar to Fab, where like then if anyone else doesn't pass, then you still get your turn again. But everybody can like team up to like then pass to kind of strand you with cards. Um, 
Yeah, and, and then the, the rounds the, over. Yeah, yeah, the passing versus not passing and and using your resources is is very interesting. It always makes for a fun game, and it's maybe my favorite board game ever. There's also a fun like battle mechanic where you just like start a battle, and then kind of every time something happens, everybody involved can agree to just be like, okay, that was enough. Like yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, <laughs> which is really fun, I think, rather than just like. Everybody has to die. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. okay. All right. like, we lost too many. Yeah. yeah, totally. Like Steven over here, he's got a family. He we can't let him die. Like, we're just gonna keep it going. And then the the different territories have all different like ability cards you also get if you're the mm-hmm. chieftain. And one of my favorite ones is like there's this uh it's like fields or plains or something like that. And the plains, art yeah. is just like a dreary drippy field of grass and its special card is you you go away <laughs> you leave <laughs> and I'm just i don't know why that's so funny to me it's like yeah totally like it sucks walking through wet grass i'm just gonna like <laughs> i'm just gonna turn around and go away i have to i have to give a special shout out to swamp which oh, sw- the, spe- yeah. the special ability from swamp is that you get to play a card with no effect and that sounds so underwhelming, but it, it it acts as a pass. So you know that you will have a second turn. Like you'll get your priority back, right? If we're in fab terms. Yeah. But you've played a so you've played a card to keep your priority window open, but you've achieved nothing. So you basically like let your opponents use their resources and guarantee yourself an additional turn. And the effect looks so middling, but it's actually really powerful. Um yeah. Shout out to Swamp. The, Shout out the, to Swamp. The other best part of the game is it's not, even though it's like a tactical maneuvering board game, is that you don't win through combat. You win through like um, fulfilling winning conditions. And there's yeah. like three different ones. And you kind of got to pay attention to all of them at the same time. And the best games are the ones where you checkmate everybody. You're like, well, if you outs me as the chieftain here i still have six territories where i'm yeah or or whatever and and i still win and that's like you feel like just so big brain at that point yeah the game is also just beautiful like the art is really unique and cool and yeah i recommend totally and the expansion is good too pick up the expansion because then you can play with five i've actually never played that oh it's so good yeah there's some new uh the gates of tirnanog which is pretty fun and it's pretty crazy um yeah and there's a lot more fun stuff there's some new cards to draft and a fifth player so nice highly recommend great great choice Zane. well inish everyone (laughs) inish to you too isaac (laughs) festive inish to you as well taylor uh well that's our show everybody zane thanks again so much for coming on it's uh i miss the days where we would play fab every single morning basically together over our coffee before work that was great so it's great to get to see you again and and get to talk to you for a few hours and live vicariously through you and isaac at the uh pro tour baltimore so thanks for coming on thanks for having me hope to see a world's taylor if not battle hardened la though yeah, yeah. Battle Hardened LA for sure. Uh, Zane, is there anything you would like to plug or promote 
your own personal socials or <laughs> local businesses or what what have you? Oh man, I really should get these things in order. Uh, no, I mean you can follow me on Twitter if you like. Um, what what's your tag? Oh man, just go look at Yuki's Twitter. She's referenced me somewhere. I I hate saying my tag out loud. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Well, it's a little little treasure hunt for you. Yeah, it's true. You got to go look for it if you really want it. You got to go. <laughs> Um, hard, it's hard to get. There's not many Zane Johnsons in the world. I think if you search me, you'll you'll find me. No problem. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all. Hope to see. Hope you guys can see me on stage at Worlds. That's the plan. Hell yeah! Uh, bonus question: Top three Pokemon right now, Zane. Go. Uh, Dragonite number one. We'll go Gengar two. We're going very vanilla with those two. So then we'll go Kyogre three as as my third. Sweet, love it. Yeah, it's great. Sick. Yeah, I love those Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, there's the Dragonite right there in a sleeve. We got a Dragonite on the desk at all times. Love it. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Keep your eyeballs and ears peeled for all of the stuff we're putting out. Uh, we're ramping up the content, so keep uh, keep those notifications on. Don't silence us. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Always end on a strong note. <laughs> Every time. Nobody makes it to the last two minutes of the podcast anyway. So it's, yeah. it's fine. Thanks, everybody. And Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Goodbye. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at the Attack Action Podcast. On Twitter, we are at BattleBroTaylor and at BattleBroIsaac. Shoot us an email, theattackactionpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, like and subscribe, shop for singles using our affiliate link, or support our Patreon for as little as $4 per month.